Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, here we go. It's hour two. It's about to get controversial. Live in Los Angeles, it's the Hurt. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Talking Jim Harbaugh in five minutes with Greg Cosell. All right, without further ado, we do this for the big games. We rank in order one through ten. The top 10 players in this game. We use PFF, we use our eyes, we go to production, we go to stats. The 10 most gifted players in this game. You have a smirk on your face. It's the only face I got, buddy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Are you ready to go? I'm nervous for you. (laughs) Proceed. All right. Number one. Third best running back I've ever seen, Christian McCaffrey. I'd say Walter Payton, Barry Sanders, Christian McCaffrey. Led the NFL in scrimmage yards, scrimmage touchdowns, 100-yard rushing games. He's tied for the most total touchdowns by a niner in a season with Jerry Rice. He is, to me, top three to four running back of all time, Christian McCaffrey. Number two is Trent Williams. To me, a first ballot top five left tackle of all time. Bizarrely athletic for his size. Second highest graded tackle this year, and he missed some games with an injury. He's allowed two sacks in three years. <laughs> and I mean, there are there's no position in football that's more improved than receiver and edge rusher over the last decade. He is a wall. Number three, Nick Bosa. Second highest graded edge rusher in the league. Highest graded Niners defender, a complete game wrecker. A lot of big names on that defensive front, many underachieve. He is one of the four or five defensive edge guys in the league that is virtually unblockable. Uh, I don't think he has body fat. He is just one of those guys that is a nightmare to face. Number four, Panay Sewell. He is arguably the next Trent Williams. He is an unbelievable, highest-graded offensive tackle in the league this year. 
The kid out of Oregon is a monster. 674 pass-blocking snaps, allowed one sack, and he's just now going into his prime. Number five, I think one of the more unique players in league history, Debo Samuel. He's the second player in league history with 4,000 receiving yards and 1,000 rushing yards over their first five seasons. His only issue is health. I think he is, if you look at the data and the offensive production, there is an argument to be made. He is worth three points a game. That is unheard of for a non-quarterback. Number six, Aiden Hutchison. One plus sack in four straight games. Led the NFL with 62 pressures this year. That was 12 more than any other player. <laughs> okay, highest graded Lions defender. Now, they don't got a lot of great players on that side, but he's the one, number six. Number seven, the best center in football, Frank Ragnow. He's the best center. He's great. There's a reason they dominate the run game. Number two offensive line, according to PFF. He's the highest graded center, the rush offense. I've always thought this is a wildly underrated position. you got to have a high IQ to call all the audibles. Ragnow's a beast. He's another Hall of Famer. Number eight, George Kittle. 81 receiving yards and 32 receiving yard touchdown. Divisional win over the Packers. Highest graded, not Travis Kelsey, highest graded tight end this year in the league. He had a bad drop last week, but I will say this. And tight ends, not historically that valuable but there's a couple of guys Kittle is one of them Gronk's another uh, Travis Kelsey's another they should be paid like wide receivers they're that good number nine and I feel I'm embarrassed to say that it's he's this low as Jared Goff let me read you a stat on Jared Goff over the last two seasons who leads the NFL in passing yards Mahomes who's second Goff led all quarterbacks in completion percentage in the playoffs. 74% in the playoffs. Jared Goff, I apologize to Jared, you should probably be higher, but there's like nine Hall of Famers in this game. Number 10, Amaron St. Brown. Second highest graded Lions player this year after Panay Sewell, the best tackle in the league. Most receptions in a season, including the playoffs ever, over Calvin Johnson. And I think we'd both admit, maybe the most underrated player in the league. I mean, it's seriously, maybe because he didn't go in the first round. There you go. It's my top ten. Do you have a problem with any of this? No, 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 not at all. I mean, there's an impeccable list, just spectacular all around. I, I mean, I don't see Warner or Greenlaw. By the way, brutal. It's brutal. Yeah. So, um, number, I, I mean, I, where, I, where was Purdy? Was he top 12, 15, 20? Number, number 11. I mean, it's just, I just, I can't, it, there's so many. Number 11 was Sam Laporta. The most touchdown oh, catches by any rookie this year, 11. Arguably the third best tight end in the league. Yeah. Number 12 was Brandon Ayuk. Only Tyreek Hill graded higher on PFF for wide receivers. Taylor Decker, Detroit. Highest graded tackle this offseason, or this postseason. Uh, he's a great, great tackle. Number 14, Jameer Gibbs. Most scrimmage touchdowns by any rookie this year, 13. And then it's Fred Warner, J Javarius Ward. I, to be honest with you, it should be probably 
I tend to put corners ahead of linebackers. It really came down to I love Fred Warner and Javarius Ward, but I think a corner in this game with Detroit's offense is more valuable than a linebacker. And I think Fred's unbelievable. So, uh, just hypothetical, Purdy checks in at 19, maybe? Around drinking age. I have him somewhere about 17, 18. Yeah. Are you bothered by that? I'm not bothered at all. I, I would have him top five for sure. But, top uh, five. Okay. Then, uh, He's see. top five in it. I mean, it's funny. Cowherd mentioned stats for every single guy, right? Yards uh, per game, passing, uh, touchdowns, etc. I mean, Brock Purdy, when you want to mention stats, is a top five quarterback in every statistical measure this season. Every single one. I think but hey. Go off, King, as they like to say on the internet. <laughs> All right, Greg Cosell's watching this nonsense. Listen, did anything offend you on that list? You know, the Fred Warner thing just had me a little taken aback. I, oh, oh, I by the way, Fred Warner it is was the best a, linebacker in football. And I know I think he's a very impactful player. Yeah, Roquan Smith's better in my opinion, but Fred, you know film, so you're probably right. I didn't know what to do with him because I think linebackers—it's just the position. A lot of these good teams are moving off linebackers. I don't know. All right, whatever. Uh, it's although it's interesting, Colin, in this. With the four remaining teams, you have some linebackers that are pretty important players. They may not be top ten, but they're important players. Yeah, that's fair. So let's talk uh, Justin Herbert. Where do you think he can improve under Jim Harbaugh's system, which you know well? Well, first of all, I think Justin Herbert's incredibly talented. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. If you talk to coaches, they'll tell you he's a top-five quarterback in the league. Fans might not think that because he you know, hasn't had, quote-unquote, playoff success and all those things that people look at. But I think what you're going to see with Harbaugh is a lot more under center play action. I think that helps most quarterbacks. Look at what Goff has done in Detroit, being under center with play action, the most under center play action dropbacks by a wide margin in the league. It defines the reads more cleanly. It defines the throws more cleanly. It helps dictate how defense react. I think that's one thing you will absolutely see Jim Harbaugh do with Justin Herbert, and that will make him a, a much better player, you know, in terms of, of numbers. Sure. Josh Allen loses to Kansas City. What did the film say about his performance, Greg? Well, you know, that was fascinating to me. I wish I could have been a fly on the wall, Colin, during their whole preparation for that game because they made a decision offensively, and it could have been a function of their defense too because maybe they felt that if they played a certain way on offense that their defense would give up 40 with all the injuries they had. But they clearly chose, Joe Brady clearly chose not to attack with the pass game at all. Now, that was a choice that was made. You could argue it was successful because the game was very, very close, and they kept it very close with a defense, quite frankly, that just did not have people. So I think they made a choice to play a certain way. Allen executed that pretty much perfectly. Um, you know, I know there's been a lot of conversation about him. I, quite frankly, don't get that conversation, Colin, because I, I don't know what people are saying. What is? What do you think the ultimate point is when people talk about Josh Allen? Do they think he should be cut and they should be playing with another quarterback? <laughs> what is the point? 
<laughs> he's got. No, I'm being honest. What is the ultimate point? You know, we know he's not as good as Mahomes. We know Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. We know Mahomes is on a path to be an all timer. We know that. So I, I, I just didn't understand the two day conversation about Josh Allen. What was the point? Yeah, he's gotten four years. The last four years, he's got 74 more touchdowns than a player I love, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and think yeah, how- you know, they're not a very good team when you get right down to it. We've talked about this. Yeah. They have a number of weaknesses, yeah. and, you know, they ask him to win every week. And you know what? They've won a lot of games. His winning percentage in this league is pretty good. And I know people are going to respond with, well, he hasn't been great in the playoffs. No, he actually has been individually really good in the playoffs. Jordan Love, I got to tell you, I defended his interception. He's a young kid trying to make a play. He's got a little bit more farve than Aaron Rodgers to him. He's going to be erratic. He's not a precision player. Yeah. He's a playmaker. Overall, what did you think? Yeah, and I think we had talked about this, and, and you know that I really like Love, and I think he'll be really good, but I had talked with you o- over this season about the fact that his lower body mechanics need work. He tends to throw too many balls off balance when it's not necessary. It's one thing to throw off platform when the defense demands that you throw off platform, yeah. but if the defense doesn't demand that, you should never be doing that. You know, So there are times he does that and gets away with it, and then we talk about how skilled he is and his high-level traits, which are high-level. But if you don't need to throw the ball off balance and hurry your mechanics, you should never do that. He, that's what he needs to work on. Um, yeah, I think it's it's true. He, he's, he's more far than Rodgers, but there's an argument that some of the best players in our league are off-script guys regularly. Mahomes, Allen, uh, Lamar Jack. Now, Herbert's not, but, you know, I, I, I think he's got a great future. So let's go Chiefs-Ravens. Let's, let's start with the AFC. Um, there's an argument, and I think it's a pretty solid one, that we're overvaluing the Chiefs' offense because both Miami and Buffalo were ravaged with defensive injuries. Right. And that they look a little more elevated than they are. What does the film say about Mahomes and the offense? Well, I think Mahomes has played extremely well in these two playoff games. Uh, and I think that we know that Mahomes is is a quarterback that can be really efficient from the pocket and he can be really efficient moving out of the pocket and he's the best in the league at doing that and he has such a great feel um, you know he is so good in sort of navigating the chaos uh, sometimes he creates his own chaos and then gets out of it and does an unbelievable job but I think their offense has been a little different this year, a little more run game based. Pacheco has been a significant factor over the last month or so. Um, I guess Joe Tooney might be out, and that's a major factor. He's a really good player. But their gap scheme run game is really, really good. So I don't know if we're overvaluing it. I mean, I'd hate to bet against Mahomes in these kinds of games. You know, I think he's obviously a very special player um they don't have a ton of weapons but i think mahomes is the kind of quarterback that can change the 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 way games are played yeah i, I isaiah pacheco yeah. hard hard how valuable is he to the kc offense i think he's incredibly valuable he's an urgent competitive downhill runner who when it's blocked for three, he gets eight. And it doesn't seem like much, Colin, when you're watching the game, because it, it doesn't seem like, oh, wow, that's special. But, you know, that is so impactful in keeping your offense on schedule, 
and making it more difficult for the defense to have to defend you, I think he's become a really critical piece. As I said, they run gap scheme. They also get on the perimeter with the pin-pull concept. He's a really important piece to what they do. What do you think um, we'll see from Lamar Jackson? Clearly this team trusts its defense. Uh, you don't have yep. to take big, wild swings. They're at home. The defense will keep you in the game. Uh, they're getting, by the way, Humphrey back. Maybe the corner, Marlon Humphrey, could come back. That certainly helps uh, in this spot. What do you think we'll see from the Ravens and Lamar this week? You know what I think we'll see? And they did it in the second half last week to sort of calm down the blitz by the Texans because the Texans went high percentage blitz, which was totally unexpected. I think you're going to see more Lamar-designed run this week's. This week, I think you're going to see them try to calm down that Chiefs defense because Spags does so many good things with his players, uh, the movement of his players, the pressure schemes he puts together. And I think you're going to see Lamar. We're at the point in the season where you're not thinking about injury and saving him for a season. I think you'll see the designed run game with Lamar be a big factor in their game plan this week. Let's move to the NFC Championship, Niners-Lions. Let's start with J-Mac's favorite, a little drizzle appeared to be problematic for Brock Purdy. What did the tape say? Yeah, he certainly, Colin, I, we all know he did not have one of his better games. Uh, for some reason, he played a little fast. He was a little uncomfortable in the pocket. He didn't seem to play with the same uh, normal sense of timing and rhythm and anticipation that we've seen essentially since he became a starting quarterback. So, you know, he just had one of those games that wasn't a high-level game for him. Um, I, I will tell you one thing, and I think it could be a factor in this game. I think their O-line, particularly on the right side yeah. with right tackle McKivitz and the right guard Feliciano, yeah. they're a little bit of an issue in one-on-one -on -one yep. pass protection. It showed up this past week yep. against the Packers, who have a very good defensive front, by the way, and it could well show up this week. You could very well see Justin Amatabuquet lined up over Feliciano. That would be you know, a potential issue. Uh, not Matabuki, I'm sorry, for the Lions, you could see Hutchinson move inside and match up over uh, Feliciano because Hutchinson does do that in passing situations, and I think that that could be an issue. Um, so we'll see because their O-line did not help him last week, but he played a little fast. Yeah, no, I, th I think that's fair. Um, Debo Samuel, to me, is so unique. Yeah. He's the ultimate get-out-of-jail card, get-out-of-trouble get card. You're sitting there and all of a sudden, yeah. what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? Oh, there's Debo, and I mean, there's nobody else quite like him. He's he's a tight end, but faster. He's a receiver, but much stronger. If you're ever in trouble as a quarterback and you just need seven yards, bubble screen Debo, let it go. I don't think there's much like him in the league. What does the film say? There isn't, and I think you're, the other point that's really important when it comes to how defenses have to react and the stress it puts on them mentally and physically is that he and McCaffrey are essentially interchangeable players in the context of that offense. So, you know, Debo lines up in the backfield a lot, and the other factor with him, we know how strong he is in the run game, not only carrying the football, but as an outside blocker, he's phenomenal, but in the pass game, if you feel like you're struggling or you want to get your offense sort of going early 
early in the game, and they did that last week against the Packers. You can throw those tunnel screens to him, and all of a sudden he gets eight or nine yards, and then it's second and one. And that's a really good way to start a game. You feel very comfortable. Then you feel like you're getting your offense in rhythm right off the bat. Uh, there's probably no better run-after-catch receiver in this league, and the Niners led the NFL in run-after-catch yardage, and I think Debo's a major part of that. So let's hope he can go because we want to see the best players play because he is so critical to what they do. Um, how impressed are you? I feel like I'm always defending Jared Goff, but the last two years... No, me too. He's a good player. He's a good player. Um, how impressed have you been in the postseason where his accuracy, with very few exceptions, has been razor sharp? Yeah, see, it's interesting. You know, you talked about the guys that play off script, and obviously he's not that player. And it seems as if we don't treat those quarterbacks the same way. We act as if they're just not good enough. Right. And again, no one's arguing about off script not being valuable. Sure it is. Uh, and, and there's no question that if Goff is under heavy pressure in a game, he's not going to be as effective. But with the, within the context of this offense, the way it's put together by Ben Johnson, he is really efficient. And as you know, Colin, you, you know, you love quarterbacks. You've been studying him. He's a West Coast guy. I mean, when he's comfortable in the pocket, wow. he is a beautiful thrower of the football. And he understands the NFL game. He understands you have to make tight window throws. They work the middle of the field more than any pass game in the league. And under center play action, far and away, the most under center play action snaps in the league. And he's a master at that. How important is their run game? to their offense. I think it's really important. Um, two different kinds of backs. Montgomery is kind of the inside grinder. They yep. run a lot of gap scheme. Gibbs you can run anything with. Gibbs is just a dynamic special back. I actually loved what Brad Holmes said when they drafted him because uh, obviously people said, hey, you're drafting a running back in the first round. You just don't do that. And his point was, no, no, he's a weapon. And I think that's the key fact here. Yeah. This guy's a weapon. They're not using him as a foundational piece in the sense that give him 20 carries a game and everything we do runs through him. They're using him as an explosive weapon. And, th and that's what you're trying to build on your offense, explosive weapons that stress and challenge defenses. So let's, let's talk about your Greg Cosell's big play of the week. It includes the Lions. Yeah, you know what? I figured we'd go with a running play this week, Colin. We always seem to do pass plays. Let's take a look at a running play. And this was a big play in the game last week in the divisional round. This was the Gibbs 31-yard touchdown run. So let's take a look at it uh, because this really speaks to what Gibbs is. Uh, and a couple of things were very interesting about this play. I mean, we obviously see the, the dynamic traits, but they lined up in what we call 21 personnel. Mm -hmm. They had a fullback on the field, yeah. okay? He's offset to the strong side, the tight end side, and there's eight in the box. So we're going to dispel that myth that you can't run against eight in the box, which is a total myth, by the way. And what they did here, they're going to run a lead play. They're going to have the fullback lead up to the strong safety who's in the box. And then they're going to have a double team on the play side up to the linebacker. That's the design of the play. That's where they want the play to go. But if you look at these two defensive tackles, they prevent the play from really going there. And Gibbs, with great vision, sees that. He's looking at his path. He's starting to follow the fullback. But he sees those two defensive tackles. All of a sudden, they appear. And he doesn't feel comfortable going that way. So he cuts back. And then he cuts back, gets to the third level. He's one-on-one -on -one with one of the best safeties in the league, Antoine Winfield. <laughs> and then you just see the dynamic burst and acceleration to score. 
That's what we talk about when you talk about a weapon. He can score from anywhere on the field, and he's dynamic in the pass game as well. They don't split him out a ton, but as you probably recall at Alabama, he split out a lot, yep. and he was very, very effective doing that. Yeah, he and Tony Dorsett get to full speed half a step. I mean, he is immediately at full speed, and there's there's a lot of different backs. Adrian Peterson had that ability. Yep to get full speed, half a step. And, and by the way, you mentioned that Wingfield's a great player in the back end. He's a great player. Couldn't great get close. Player. Couldn't get close to him. Yeah. Uh, Greg Cosell. Didn't touch him. Yep, didn't touch him. Greg, is always great seeing you. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Yep. So he said, one of the things he said with Harbaugh and Herbert, he'll be under center. So he takes that snap. More of a run game, more play action. He can see the field. Because when you take the shotgun snap, you know, a lot of times you're looking down. You don't see the safety. You don't see late movement in the snap. Herbert, early season MVP consideration. Yeah. By, by the way, that highlight that he just showed of Gibbs on the touchdown run, spectacular run. Um, this is outdoors. Grass, not the indoor turf. I mean, Detroit hasn't played an outdoor game since December 10th. No, no, no. They're built I, for... I know they're super fast, and they run hot no, indoors, and they no. can put up points. No, Miami feels this way, too, but Detroit especially. They are built for that turf. Right. Yeah. Are they built for the outdoors? It's not going to be inclement weather or anything in San Francisco. I saying. think I saw 40s. San Francisco would be better served, not mow the grass this week. <laughs> <laughs> I remember years ago when USC had Reggie Bush. Yeah. And uh, it was they were a track team, and they played, I think it was, I don't forget, it was Charlie Weiss and Notre Dame. And literally, it looked like the British Open rough. The Notre Dame just decided not to mow. And it was like, I had talked to a coach that year, and it's like, a, you, you don't want to get in a fast track with Reggie Bush and USC. Like, that's just, you're going to be in big trouble. Very observant of you, J-Mac, noticing that yeah. track. Detroit is. I pulled some numbers of golf outdoors, and the offense and everything is depressed significantly. Now, the sample size is tiny, but I digress. I have a great parlay for you this weekend, thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, just use the code HERD, H-E-R-D, when you download the app. All right, here's my parlay picks of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I like the Ravens at home, minus three and a half to win in cover. Feels like 27-20 to me. They've blown out seven, eight, nine teams. Chiefs look better than they are due to Buffalo's defensive injuries. I think the over 44 and a half in that game feels right. And I'm going to take Jared Goff over one and a half passing touchdowns in San Francisco. You got to score to beat San Francisco. They're not getting a great pass rush. And I love Detroit's weapons. I think it's a good game. You want to take the herd parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. New users, the code is herd, H-E-R-D, when you download the app, which doesn't take more than 90 seconds. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code heard for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Busy, busy day. Greg Cosell hit it out of the park. No, Brock Purdy does not make my top 15 players in this game, although he could be very productive against the Lions defense, which is susceptible to the big play. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Hard to argue with my picks, it should be. Oh, yeah. So Very, so difficult. Uh, let's start with Jim Harbaugh, next coach of the Chargers. It's officially official. He did play for them for two seasons. Here's what he is. Here he is talking about what it feels like to be back with his former team. When I played for the Chargers, the Spanos family could not have been more gracious or more welcoming. Being back here feels like home, and it's great to see that those things haven't changed. This organization is putting in the work, investing capital, building infrastructure, and doing everything within its power to win. Great effort equals great results. We're just getting started. It almost sounds like a politician, huh? Infrastructure? Well, building things? Building a new facility. SoFi is one of the best stadiums in the world. I think it's magnificent. Um, I think the new facility for the Chargers is beautiful. They've spent money on a quarterback, a pass rusher, a star weapon. They've got draft picks. I mean, it's a really good job. You have the number five, <coughs> five pick. Uh, we got a guest coming on final hour. You got to make sure to ask him. He knows a little about the Chargers. He said on my podcast he thinks Roma Dunaze goes five to the Chargers. That's that awesome receiver on Washington. I know you're not a huge fan of taking a wide receiver there. You like Bowers. Everybody likes Bowers. But given the injuries to Williams and Keenan Allen getting up there, he's always dinged up. You need another receiver. They just drafted a receiver in the first round last year. I'm not doing that back-to-back years. You might not, but why Jim can't Harbaugh I, might. Quentin Johnson, uh, why, who was awesome against Harbaugh in the in two why, years If you're going to do that, why can't you move down four to five spots and get him? Because he'll be available at, in four to five he spots. He might. That, that's, that's possible. And then I can get another third-round pick. Someone's got to want to come up to go five. By the way, um, 
it's a good thing the Chargers don't need a quarterback because Justin Herbert's locked in for like the next 15 years because first also, three picks are going to be quarterbacks. And they also don't need a left tackle and three of Slater, the top yep. 12 pick. It's a loaded quarterback and left tackle and edge rusher draft, and they've got those three covered. So many things work out here. They need a tight end, another receiver. Everett's a free agent. Who Everett's pretty good. I thought yeah, he yeah. had a solid year. Good. He's he's a two but or a both low. Both their one. running backs are free agents. Yeah. Kelly and uh, so I think they're going to take the tight end Brock Bowers. I, I like I like Bowers a lot. I don't. I think you could move down one spot and get like a third round pick extra and still get him because I don't think he's going to go top five. I think he's going to go top eight. So if somebody wants to move up and get a quarterback like Atlanta. And you say, okay, we'll move back a couple of spots, but you have to give us. He's trading up for the fourth best quarterback in the draft? Huh? No. Try winning without one. Ar- yeah, Arthur. Let's see what happens with the Falcons. Did you see they interviewed 14 different guys for head coach so far? <laughs> That's a disaster. All right, let's move on to uh, the Eagles and Nick Sirianni. He survived. He's going to be coaching next season. Now he'll have a new OC and a new defensive coordinator. Sirianni met with the media for the first time since the playoff L to Tampa, and he said he's focused on proving he's still the right guy for the job. In my mind, you better believe I'm thinking, how do I reprove myself, right? I was a young coach that... um, that Mr. Laurie and, and Howie and, and this organization uh, trusted to give the job to. I had to prove myself that, you know, this 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 guy uh, can can lead, you know, the organization like they like they asked me to. And I had to prove myself from then. And I think that, you know, you asked me that question, like, did I like have to sell my vision? No, because again, it was business as usual. But you better believe that I'm thinking after that one and six finish, uh, after starting the way we started and doing the things that we've done in the past, that I'm thinking I'm going to prove them right again. Yeah, I don't. I don't have terribly high hopes right there. I don't. But in some of the theatrics. It, it, was it his first impression kind of like, ooh, No, 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 it was, it was it, not only the first impression, his first press conference, I've never seen anything like it. And then they get to the Super Bowl, well, and you're like, oh, well. Well, no. And now it's like, he, When he wouldn't give up the play calling initially, it was ugly. So, first press conference bad. I made two calls. Both people were like, not quite sure he's ready to be a head coach. And then his first year was bumpy. So I was out completely. And then, you know, Shane Steichen is sort of a Kyle Shanahan level McVeigh level kind of assistant and then you're like oh okay and then when his super st- and by the way the guy at Arizona people, people really like him you know, now they do um, but w- I, the other thing I can't get over is Sirianni actually thinking Matt Patricia was the guy I, that's on the, defense like well you, you gotta remember at the, at the time that he appointed him there in the season they were reeling but still Matt Patricia has. oh my gosh I, I'm, I'm not even gonna do it um, let's go to the final story. Two of the best quarterbacks in the game are set to face off Sunday. Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes. This is the first time they will meet in the playoffs. Lamar said he's expecting a tough battle. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer. I believe it's just two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe. You know, like a heavyweight fight. Those guys are um, the former former Super Bowl champions. And to be a champion, you got to go through a champion, you know. So that, that's pretty much the mindset. It, it's amazing. This has been a good year for the obvious to be confirmed. Like, every reasonable person thought, yeah, Jim Harbaugh's a great coach. 
And then there's these strange people that keep pushing back. And it's like, he's never lost. Wait, who? Oh, God. The, the criticism of Harbaugh was insane. I mean, the first year... I think it was about the cheating, not whether he's a no, good coach, No, God, right? no. He got clobbered. Clobbered by the other network. Clobbered by him. Really? And Buckeye fans. Well, they're SEC homers over there. Come on. Well, and so the point is, now nobody can deny it. <laughs> Lamar, all the data tells you in 77% of his games that it's like, oh, this is that. And now he's favored to beat Mahomes. And if he does, by the way, Jared Goff, I was saying this this morning. If Jared Goff, this is such a big weekend for Jared Goff. I can argue it's a bigger weekend for Goff than anybody else. What? Lamar got to a conference championship game. If you lose Lamar, to Mahomes, it's Jared not... Goff is a seven-point dog. What do you know? No, no, I'm saying what quarterback can be elevated? If oh. Purdy wins, it's because he got better players. Oh, of course. If, if Purdy if, wins, it's because of the better players. If well, he loses, he stinks. No, like, he no, can't no, win. He no, can't no, win. no. <laughs> if he wins, he's not going to get the credit. Shanahan and the roster is going to. They've been getting it all year. So when does he ever get credit? Well, we'll see, but not... Oh, okay. So it's okay. impossible for him to get If Mahomes wins, he's already a made man. Got it. If Lamar wins, well, he's going to be a two-time MVP. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no. But he's everybody... had two playoff wins. He's, okay. This is no, a no, big no. spot. He's going to be a two-time MVP. Okay. If Goff wins, there are still large factions that think it's all McVay. All McVay. He will then get Dan Campbell and the losing Lions, something Stafford could never do, to the Super Bowl. It's so weird. Uh, he I'm is sorry. a made man if he it, makes the Super just Bowl. Just hearing you say this, it, it's it's. I'm struggling to understand. If Jared Goff gets Dan Campbell to the Super Bowl, Jared Goff's a made man. But then you just said if Brock Purdy does the same thing. No, it's the play callers and the Because and the Kyle Shanahan him. is considered a top five coach. We well, made Ben fun. Johnson's getting a head coaching job. He's we made fun of Dan Campbell two years ago. We were making fun of his biting kneecap jokes. He I mean, was you like had running... Amara St. Brown, top 10 uh, among players oh, uh, as a receiver, right? A and Jameer Gibbs was, was in the top 15. Very good player. Best offensive line in the league. Nobody's, dis nobody's disputing it. It just feels weird. Like we're going out of our way to really not credit Brock Purdy if it's like you know it's heads I win tails you lose that's what you're doing with Brock Purdy it's like if they win it's stack deck if they lose well Purdy say, is terrible say, say that again heads I win yeah. tails you lose let's let's flip a coin no, all right well I, can't I, lose. I don't love that formula I like heads I win tails you lose <laughs> I like that formula feels foolproof no it just it, it feels unfair to Purdy and I get it he's a dead last pick in the draft mm. A lot of disrespect and um nobody's disrespecting him. We're just appropriately respecting him. It's not disrespect to say it's pretty good. Hey, okay, fine. Tomorrow, do you want to do for fun the blind quarterback test? I'll just put some stats on the screen. No, I like, don't. Because oh, again, oh. no contextualization with that. Oh. How about we put the quarterbacks? Kyle Shanahan is all made great. How about we play that game? Okay. It's not. It's the not the blind resume. It's the uh, X-ray vision, so we can actually <laughs> see the truth. No blindness to yeah. it. I can't wait to see the Trey Lance and the Nick Mullins stats up there. J-Mac with the news. <laughs> well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? 
I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. On Fox, Jared Goff aims to lead the Lions to their first ever Super Bowl, while Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, and the top-seeded Niners await the NFC Championship game Sunday at 6 Eastern on Fox. You know, Goff has a sense of humor. Here's a soundbite, Jared Goff. He, a reporter was talking to Jared. He's got a sense of humor about all this stuff. He gets beat up all the time and everything. Here's Jared Goff talking to the Detroit media. Got a lot of really good players, obviously, but maybe not. Oh, thank you. What's that? I said thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> maybe not viewed, though, as the superstars, like maybe the 49ers have. Yeah, all right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny. So I was thinking about this. You, you never know. The reason Harbaugh works is you know he's a great coach. You know Vrabel got Ryan Tannehill to a number one seed. You know he's a great coach. Belichick was. I think he's just kind of tone-deaf to offense. But you have no idea. Whenever a coordinator gets hired, he's obviously been a really good coordinator. They're not taking average coordinators and making them head coaches. So the numbers you look at are always, like, astounding. So Dave Canales gets hired by Carolina as the head coach, and these are the last three quarterbacks and and his guidance and what it's produced. Russell Wilson for three years 
had three unbelievable years. Geno Smith completed 70% of his throws. He was a bust with the Jets. And Baker, Baker's numbers are, I think, I think Baker's reasonably close to those sort of numbers as a player. They're a little higher than his career average. But, I mean, the Geno numbers are like, wow. So Russell, Geno, and Baker. But the question is, is he a head coach? It's a totally different skill. President is one job. Chief of staff is another. Right. They're just different jobs. So I don't I, he could work, but none of these coordinators that get jobs, none of them stink as coordinators. D'Amico Ryans, when he got the Texans job. So I made one call to the Niners and the quote I got back was complete, utter rock star uh, player. Two or three years with the Niners. Boom out. Uh, really impressive guy. I was told in person. Uh, owns the room, big alpha, good listener, conveys his message, really smart. And then you see him at the podium, and you're like, yeah, that, that guy's a head coach. You watch him on the – he reminds me a little of McVay. He's appropriately energetic. He's not like Sirianni can be sometimes it feels like like a fanboy coaching. D'Amico and, and, and Sean are pro player guys that get appropriately enthusiastic. Pete Carroll gets appropriately enthusiastic. Um, rem- remember this. Brandon Staley was an unbelievable coordinator briefly with the L.A. Rams. Raheem Morris is an excellent coordinator. Didn't do well as a head coach. Now, he may get another shot. And some of this stuff is just circumstantial. Uh, I mean, inheriting, you know, a a second-tier quarterback, Belichick is floundering. So, but this guy's numbers are very, very impressive. But being a head coach... A lot of these young guys, it's a psychology test that they don't delegate very well because they figure like they go from making 400000 500000 to $6 million. They got a couple of kids, their wife, and it's like, oh, I like this lifestyle. This is a big-time job. I'm not letting anybody touch stuff. Lane Kiffin really struggled with this early in his career. Delegate stuff. Let coaches coach. The veterans are usually very good about that. The Jimmy Johnsons who do it at college, pro, a lot of games. They're more delegators. A lot of coaches like to call plays. Lincoln Riley's had a little bit of this problem at USC. Young guy, Oklahoma to USC, a lot of pressure. He's on that headset. I can do better. You know, delegation culture building like a lot of these guys just call plays can they build a culture that's really the secret to harbaugh when you watch harbaugh during a game he's not barking on the headset he's not barking on the headset it's not what he does um same with urban meyer he's not barking on the headset jimmy johnson wasn't so i i hope he works because i think bryce young is really talented Really, really talented, but Bryce Young didn't get a rock star as a head coach, and C.J. Stroud did. And it's it, again, it's circumstance. So we'll see. I, their ownership situation, none of the top candidates. We're going to interview it here in Carolina. So this is the guy you're going to hire. I hope it works. But, I mean, he has hit. Boom, boom, boom. Resurrected Geno and Baker and did very well. Russell's numbers were good pre that, but but he really elevated him. So we'll see. I think everybody would agree he's getting his most talented quarterback to work with in Bryce Young. Bryce Young is more talented than Geno and Baker. I'm sorry. People may not want to hear that. But coming out, Bryce Young was like, this guy is a superstar. Oh, he's he was, be really he was good. the number one high school quarterback and the number one college yeah. quarterback. There's talent there. Now, he may just be too small for the pro game. He looked overwhelmed. I will say in fairness, they have nothing to work with. That's the worst receiving core in the league. 
That's it's just there's nothing there. You can say all oh, the Jets. Jets have a number one. The Jets have a star, and they don't. So. The fully electric EQS sedan from Mercedes-Benz, innovation on a magnificent scale, available with the epic 56-inch touch-sensitive hyperscreen. The vehicle's all electric. The feeling's all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQS. The very latest, Albert Breer's going to talk to us, a member of the Chargers broadcast team, Harbaugh in tow now for the Chargers. How good is that? Who has it better than them? Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 